Welcome to Beyond Broken Hungry. Juggling your career, relationships, nutrition, fitness, finance, try to pursue your dreams and <laughs> stay sane can be a bit of a struggle. With the help of expertise from a variety of wellness experts and tips and tricks from everyday people, this podcast is here to share it all to make this journey we call life just a little more balanced. I'm stumbling towards wellness right alongside you, and I'm so happy to have you come along this journey. With that in mind, let's jump into this week's episode of Beyond Broken Hungry. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond Broken Hungry. I am your host, Dara Sweat, and I have the honor of having Miss McKenna Romagnano with me today for today's episode. McKenna, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I was looking at your stories when you were talking about how you were traveling. And then when you came back, you took a break from working out um, for a couple of weeks to let your body rest. So I want to talk about that because I feel like we, aside, from, you know, we're in this, this age nowadays where it's like, you know, this is the faith part. You're either a Christian or you are this or blah, 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 blah. And then if you're in fitness, like you have to do it every single day and you don't get like no rest hashtag hustle, you know? And I feel like there's such a stigma, especially for someone who might be afraid to get started. Like, well, I'm tired today. Does me being tired today make me a failure? Does this mean I have to start over? So let's talk a little bit about that and how it is so important to listen to your body and let it rest. Yeah, for sure. First, I want to say like, I did not do that for the longest time. Like I was somebody who'd work out seven days a week, regardless of what's happening if I was tired and about to fall asleep like I would get up and go to the gym like I didn't have boundaries to myself and that drove me into the ground more than anything and so I think coming out on the other side of course has taken time learning and patience um, to realize that our body actually heals and does the best work when it's resting we put the work in at the gym but we need to actually rest to see that come to fruition and so I think it was two or three weeks ago I got sick um, and I really I still don't know what it is but it was really bad and I just rested because my body was like, you are not doing anything today. You're not allowed. If I got out of bed, like my body was like, no, get back in bed. Um, right. So that was really rough for me to take like a week off of training. Totally. Like didn't even hit a step goal, like literally nothing still was able to eat food. And that was a huge thing for me too, because I know people often correlate like eating and exercise. Like if I don't move, then I can't eat, which that's a whole right. other conversation right. um, <laughs> with kind of like how your body uses food. And we use 70 to 80% of our food just for like breathing and like activities of daily living, such as blinking and things like that, which people don't realize um, are based on metabolic rate. But then after I recovered from that, I went to Orlando and the day before I went to Orlando, I actually tweaked my back doing a deadlift, simple deadlift, do it a million times. Um, I pulled something, just didn't set up right, went too fast, whatever. And I was out for like six days. I just went back today. And that's like two weeks that I took off in the last month of training. And that would have caused me so much anxiety in the past. Um, but realizing that your body needs that rest and actually honoring that because I thought I was lazy. I thought I was like just a horrible person for skipping the gym, which looking at it from like a third person point of view, like that sounds crazy. But when you're in it and you're like, I have to work out, I have to do this. That's kind of all you think about. And so it's taken me time and a lot of accountability as well with friends and other coaches and things to realize that I need that rest. And I tell my clients all the time, which I'm practicing what I preach that if you're tired, I had a client today text me right before this. She's like, I'm tired. I have like some allergies that are acting up. Like, I don't really want to go to the gym. Is it okay if I just take a walk today? I was like, of course it is. Please take that walk. Let your body recover. You're going to come back stronger. I mean, same thing with me. Like I went to Orlando all my inflammation in my body that I've been really holding tight because again, busy schedules, another thing we can chat about. I've been too busy, like for my own good. 
And so my body was holding on to all this inflammation and just not really stress-free. Like I was a big ball of stress. Went to Orlando. I had a day where I was just like relaxing and that helped so much. Came back, hit some PRs today and I feel really, really good. My inflammation has completely went down, Um, but it's definitely a learning curve. And it's kind of like when I tell my clients, you're not eating enough, you have to eat more. It's a mind trick there. Like why am I have to eat more food if I want to lose weight? It's crazy to think about, but sometimes you need to hear that kind of stuff to actually and actually be held accountable to it to actually see results. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I was talking about in my stories, but I appreciate you bringing it up because it's definitely a really, really pervasive issue. Oh yeah. I mean, like I, I try to keep my workouts daily and I, I do CrossFit. So yeah. it's just something I'm super passionate about. Obviously I'm, I wouldn't be coaching it if I wasn't. <laughs> um, but I try to work out three to five classes a week and CrossFit yeah. is, is tough on, Intense. Your, on your body. <laughs> And, you know, there, there are days that I, that I'll go in and I'll RX a workout and I'll crush it and I'll do Mm -hmm. awesome within the time cap that we're supposed to. And then there'll be other days that I go in and I'm doing the lowest level possible plus some modifications because I'm either sore or exhausted or whatever, or sometimes I'll just, I will literally be signed up for a class and that, that morning I'll kind of be like, let me see how I feel this afternoon. And then, you know, if evening time comes around and I'm still kind of not feeling it. I'll listen to my body and I, and go for that walk, or maybe all I want to do that day is go for a run, but at least I'm moving my body and not punishing myself when it's like, Oh, I didn't make it. I'm a failure. I got to start 75 hard all over again. Like, it's just like, no, that's not how, that's not how that goes. Like your body is going to actually thank you. Cause if you are tired and you deplete yourself even more, that comeback is going to be even harder for you to bounce back from. Whereas if you were just leave the level where it's at and then let the juices get up, then you have more energy when it's time to go ahead and get going again. Yeah. And we're talking sustainability here. So like, of course you could push yourself. Like, I love how you said 75 hard. Cause that's a whole thing. Um, but <laughs> with that, like if you were to keep on pushing yourself, pushing yourself, Seven day 76. Oh goodness. That's going to be a whole different ball game than day one through 75. You really have to prioritize. Like I want this to be sustainable. So if I take a week off or for me, like two weeks off in the last month of training, that's going to set me up for longer term success than just trying to hit those workouts every single day for the last two weeks. Like it would make more sense for me long-term thinking long-term goals here instead of a short-term outcome, because I know a lot of people chase a short-term outcome, losing a couple pounds or like hitting a PR and whatever, but we have to set ourselves up for long-term success. And that looks like putting in the work every single day and giving a hundred percent of what you can give that day. Every day is going to be different. A hundred percent. Like maybe one day is 50%, but that's your hundred percent. You can give that one day. That's completely fine. That's great. That's going to set you up for longer term success. So it's not just another fad diet or a fad workout session. It's actually going to be sustainable for like long-term longevity and health and just strength in general. Yes, absolutely. And I, I love that you said giving a hundred percent of what you have. So if you only have a certain, you know, like you said, 50%, if that's all you've got today, but you give a hundred percent of that 50%, that's awesome. You can't give a hundred if all you have is 50, because then you're going to overexert yourself. It's going to be over exhausting. And then, like you said, the sustainability of it, is this something that you can really do every single day or, you know, three to four times a a, a week for the rest of your life, because we're not just talking about short-term here. We're not just talking about whole 30 or lose 10 pounds in 10 days or, you know, all this other stuff. Like we're talking about 
like one percent better every day. I see that all the Love time that. in your couches. Yes. I see that. <laughs> we want to be a one percent better every day because if we're doing that and we do that for a year, that's three hundred and sixty-five percent better than where we were, and that's incredible. That's over a hundred percent. Like that's exceeding yeah. that. And we want to be able to keep doing that and keep doing that and keep doing that. And if you're if you're trying to give like more than that every single maybe there's some days that you can get five percent instead of one, but the goal really here is for that slow, sustainable growth so that you don't go. I used to be this person that I was going in the gym and I was eating healthy and I was dropping weight and blah, blah, blah for like a couple weeks at a time. And then one thing would happen. And then it was like, Oh, done. And then I would have to keep starting over, over and over and over again, traveling. Oh, well I'll start Monday or I'll get, I'll get back on track when I'm back from vacation. And from learning that 1% better every day, that slow, sustainable growth has really helped that if I go out of town, I might enjoy a couple cocktails or I might enjoy, you know, some, some foods that maybe I will, I'll get a meal that I don't have a vegetable with or something like that, you know, here and there. Oh gosh, forbid. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Like, what am I going to do? But then when I come back, it's not like I'm starting over. It's just like, okay, I, I enjoyed it. I allowed myself to have those memories and those moments with my friends and my family and not feeling guilty about what I'm doing. So I don't think of it as like, oh, I am going to start fresh when I come back from vacation anymore. I think of it as, oh, you know, I had a great vacation and you know, now it's just Monday, you know? So like, yeah. let's, let's just, we're just back in our routine. Cause it's not every, every day that I'm, you know, in a cabin in the mountains for a weekend, you know, or whatever, or at a wedding or at a birthday, like it's, this is just normal life every single day. And it's something that is easier to fall back into than, you know, having to like, okay, I got to jumpstart this and starting on Monday, there's no this and no that and all these restrictions so that I can get to this crazy goal weight in a week. Like it's just, it's not sustainable. So I love that. (laughs) Not at all. And that's kind of exactly what I say too, like to my clients. And it's a huge thing to kind of put the point on that it's going to be sustainable like you have to talk about your end goal here like if your goal is to lose 20 pounds in 20 days like you could 100% get there I have the faith that every person listening to this podcast has the willpower to do that but what's going to happen again like on day 76 like I said or like day 21 like that is kind of where the work begins and if we can treat fitness as a part of your life not your entire life and nutrition is fitting into your life nutrition is not your life you're going to see so much more progress long term and I mean I keep on using like vacations and things because I love to travel. And Mm -hmm. whenever I go out or vacations or whatever, like I had an amazing couple of dinners in Orlando. Amazing. Spent time with amazing people, made amazing memories. Like I just had the best time and I came back and my body just thanked me. Like I enjoyed the food. And if anything, I actually lost a couple pounds when I was on vacation because like I was probably moving more than I was at home and different kinds of foods affect my body differently. And so it was really, really cool to see that no matter what happens when I'm on vacation, like when you come back, it's just normal living again. And there's nothing crazy you have to do to kind of get back into it or kickstart it. And that's kind of where the problems ensue is, okay, I'm going to cut out sugar, carbs, dairy, like all these things, you're left eating just air. And what's going to happen after that, you're going to be right back to square one before the vacation, and then do it again and do it again. And it's like this hamster wheel that a lot of people are stuck on. And it makes me sad, because there definitely are better ways to do it. It's just the education piece that people want that quick gratification. Right. Yeah, that's so true. Everybody kind of wants the, I call them, I call them the Pinterest diets, you know, where you see like, 
you know, do this for 10 days and you'll lose 20 pounds or take this apple cider vinegar shot thing every morning. And although I'm sure there are some health benefits to that, I'm sure, but it's the fact that they make it seem like this one little thing that you do, or this one supplement that you take is going to fix everything. Um, It's the magic pill that nobody knew existed. Like, of course, like, if we all knew it worked, we would all be doing it. But there's no nothing like that, like quick fix that actually works. And it's right. just a marketing ploy at the end of the day, which is so sad and terrifying to think about that so many people are doing it. Um, I even heard people like the other day talking about apple cider vinegar, like gummies. It's like, this is a new thing now. Like, oh my goodness. Like, what are we putting in the gummies to make them gummies though? That process stuff that can affect your hormones and your endocrine yes. system and like everything else. That's another conversation as well. I'm telling Literally. you. What is something that when you get a new client and they are like, okay, I'm ready to start this journey, um, but they are, they're thinking that they're too busy or it's too overwhelming to have a healthy lifestyle. What, what, how do you get them started? What is the thing that you tell them to really kickstart this new journey for them? Yeah. So it kind of depends on the person and where they're at in their life, because right. sometimes people really want to lose weight. Some people want to tone up. Some people have different goals. And so it really depends on the person and where they're at. I don't like to give like generic protocols, like, okay, everybody does the same four workouts a week, same nutrition, because everybody is individual. And so we take a look at like where you're at right now. If right now you're not moving at all, you're eating maybe one meal a day and you're sleeping like five hours a night and you're not drinking any water. I'm not going to tell you to hit 10 K steps a day, work out four times a week, sleep nine hours a night. Like I'm not going to go from zero to a hundred. If there's somebody that's like halfway there, maybe they're sleeping eight hours a night and hitting the gym twice a week. Okay, great. That's a different starting point than where you're at right now. So kind of meeting yourself where you're at and setting maybe one to two attainable goals that you can actually reach. And I want this to be attainable because if it's not attainable, that's going to bring some bad momentum. And I want to create some good momentum, like pushing a snowball down a hill. If we can create some good momentum soon enough, it's just going to start rolling by itself. So if that's for you, maybe getting in 5k steps a day and hitting like two workouts at the gym, great, let's start there. Maybe not even touching the water or touching like the sleep, whatever we can do right now to kind of get that again, 1% better. That's what I'll do with them because everybody is individual. And that's kind of why cookie cutter programs like Pinterest workouts and things don't work because we're all individual and we all need individual protocols. And so that's what I think is so cool about being like a one-on-one fitness coach. It's not like a generic, here's a PDF, now follow it. It's really, where are you at right now? Where do you want to go specifically? And what are the steps we can take in the meantime to kind of get you there? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's talk about being too busy for our health journey. Okay. So this person that comes to you and is like, Hey, you know, I I really, I really want to do what you're doing and I, I really appreciate what you're doing, but I'm just too, I'm too busy for, for all of that. So can you just, can you give me the PDF and, and just give me the principle, um, the generic thing? Um, what, what do you say to that person? Yeah. So I've actually had people say like, can you just tell me exactly what to eat? Like right out my breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'm like, I could do that. First of all, I can't legally do that because I'm not a registered dietitian, but I know people <laughs> have done that. And it's a thing. Anyway, I would not ethically be able to do that purely for my own morals as well, because if I'm giving you eat X, Y, and Z every single day, What happens again, I'm going to go back to it. Day 76, day 21, when you don't have that support and that person telling you what to eat or even take into like the vacations example or like a birthday or a wedding. What happens when you do not have tuna, rice and chicken and broccoli or whatever that was on your meal plan at that wedding or at that event? What do you do? 
And I want you to be able to problem solve because you're going to be busy for the rest of your life. Like that's not going to go away. You're going to continually be busy. So if you can implement these healthy habits when you are busy, and I'm not saying like overhaul your entire life, but just the basics. What's a good source of protein for your meal that you can include, whether you're at a barbecue, whether you're at a wedding, like focus on the protein. Okay, great. That's an easy principle that you can implement into your life. And I'm not telling you eat chicken over beef. Like I don't really care if you could just eat some good food. Like I'm happy for you. Um, so that's kind of what I would say is like, if you're too busy, where can we start? Trust me. I don't like to say I'm busy as like a challenge type thing, but I am busy. Like I am a busy, busy person. And if I can do it, honestly, anybody can do it because I just have priorities. And a lot of my clients as well, like they have priorities and if fitness is not a priority right now or health, just health in general is not a priority right now. That's totally fine. Like, I'm not going to say that's a bad thing. It's a good thing it's where you're at right now. If health is a priority for you, you have time. We all have 24 hours in a day. We all have different responsibilities, moms, students, fathers. Like we all have different things that we're doing in our day. But if health is a priority to you, you can fit in two hours of workouts an entire week. You can fit in maybe going to the grocery store and picking up a protein source instead of just reaching for the mac and cheese. You can do these things. It's just a matter of where your priorities lie. And I can't change those priorities for you. So if people say like, oh, I want to get healthy. Like here's some money. Like help me like, great. But are you going to actually do the things that can tell you what's going to be beneficial for you specifically? But if you're not willing to put in the work, like right now might not be the best time for you. And that's not a bad thing at all. It might just take them a bit of time to come around and say, shoot, my health really is a priority because health affects everything. I mean, I know for me, when I was at my lowest weight in like in a hospital, like I didn't have my health. I had nothing like, sure. I still had good grades. Sure. Like all of these other things were in alignment, but I couldn't do anything because I was unhealthy. So if you don't have your health, you really don't have anything. And it takes sometimes a rock bottom moment like that for people to realize like, shoot, I really do need to fix myself. Or that could be for a lot of my clients. It's when they go to the doctors and they say, you're in an unhealthy range right now. Like you're at risk for like lung cancer or you're at risk for high blood pressure. Like things like that that run in the family even. That might be like the, oh shoot moment that makes that person be like, okay, I actually need to do make a change here. And it might not be for everybody. It might not be tomorrow. It really depends on kind of where you're at in your journey. And I'm willing to support literally anybody. They just have to be willing to support themselves too, which is the hardest part of the whole process. Sure. So in terms of leading by example here, being the person who's busy and has a lot going on, um, what strategy have you found in your personal schedule that works best for you? And what advice do you have Um, for people who want to do what you're doing and are like, okay, I see that you're fitting it and I want to do that too. What strategy has worked for you? Google calendar. (laughs) That's so funny that I say that because that's literally like my lifeline at this point. Um, I schedule everything in my Google calendar. So even like time to make dinner, like I have it in my Google calendar because if it's not in there, somebody could book an appointment during that time. I could be called for a meeting during that time. I love it. Um, Anything that I need to get done, even if it's like a two hour block where I'm like, I am focusing on this like inner work deep project. Maybe it's like a new guide I'm creating. Maybe it's some content, whatever it is. I block it off in my calendar because clients can schedule phone calls. I can book other things. So I need to have that time planned out. Even if it's like, honestly, I put time in there sometimes. If I'm like really needing like a self-care like hour or two, I will block off an hour of my day to be like, self-care or like go for a walk or things like that. Even the gym I put in my calendar, because if it's on your calendar, at least this might just be me. I'm more inclined to do it instead of like skipping it. If you tell yourself, okay, yeah, I'm going to get up early and go to the gym tomorrow before work. Are you really? (laughs) 
unless you like actually have it planned out and like you have a plan when you're going in, you have it blocked out in your calendar as an appointment, like you're probably not going to show up. So that Mm -hmm. just is my favorite tool. And it's just, it's free. It's accessible. Anybody can use it, which I love, but planning your days out even a week in advance, like every Sunday I sit down and I put the time in, I'm going to church. I put the time in, I'm going to the grocery store. Like all of these things fit in my calendar. So I know when somebody asks me, okay, do you want to go for dinner or you want to grab lunch or want to go for a walk? Oh yeah, I have Wednesday at like 1230 to like 145 free. Great. That's kind of what my biggest thing is, is figure out your, your life, put it on a calendar. Because for me, at least it's like all in my brain. And it's just like a giant, I call it like a rubber band ball where everything is just crazy busy all the time. Um, and if it's not on my calendar, it's not happening. So right. that's kind of my rule is put it on the calendar. Yeah. Well, I've, I've always, I've heard the, um, you know, for people that want to work out and meal plan and things like this, it's like, you know, especially for, you know, I work, my, my career is digital marketing. So, you know, I, I work with a lot of clients. I meet basically advertising and sales is kind of like where I'm at. Yeah. So I have appointments often with, you know, clients to meet with them to discuss if they want to join, you know, our, our marketing agency and things like that. So if I'm going to schedule a workout for myself, that's just as important as the yes. meeting that I would have with a potential new business partner, you know, or, or client or anything like that. Like my, that appointment is something that is an appointment. It's not just like, oh yeah, like, you know, maybe I'll go to the gym today. And that's, that's different than like listening to your body and being like, 100%. you know what today is, is not, I, I don't want to do, I don't want to do that today. I'm just going to go for a walk instead. If you wake up feeling whatever, but at least if it's down there, on your calendar in the space, you know that you have it organized that you can go and you know that that time is going to be for you. And if you get to that point in that moment where you're like, you know what, I'm not feeling well today. My body's just not feeling it. That time can still be for you. And it's just as important as any other time that you would give to someone who is, you know, you're meeting them for a business opportunity or you have a class and you have to go study. Same concept. I love that you said that because that's exactly how I treat it. It's an appointment with yourself. And that comes down to honestly, self-respect um, mm-hmm. and just self-care. And people think self-care is like all woo-woo, like putting cucumbers on your eyes and like doing all this stuff. Yeah. But like self-care, if you actually have the best intentions for yourself and you know, maybe getting a workout in or even going for a walk, like you said, is going to be the best thing for you. Have that self-respect to hold yourself to that standard because you are the one that's not showing up to that appointment. You are the one that's letting yourself down. And so if you have that self-respect for yourself, show up. You're the only one that's going to know if you did or not. And that just comes down to inter like inner dialogue and just self-respect at that point, because self-care is not all woo-woo. It's very much realistic and tangible. And if you set yourself up for success with that appointment, like show up to that appointment. I like to say too, like if we have an early morning meeting or like someone has something on their schedule, like for like 6am say, you're not going to show up to work late because you're like, oh, sorry, I was tired. You show up to that meeting because somebody is there like your boss is sitting in that room, like wanting to talk to you. So you show up no matter what time it is. Mm -hmm. Same thing for yourself. Like you can get up and I did this this morning. I was like, my alarm was set for like 645. And I was like, yeah, I'm tired. But my gym time was like 730 to like 830 in the morning. And I was like, I'm tired. But if I had to show up for somebody else, I would. So let me show up for myself today. And that really helps because it's self-respect at the end of the day. Yeah. And how funny is it that when we're, when we're tired, we don't, it's, it's like one of those things, like you have to, just like you said, you have to eat, you know, eat more if you're working out or eat more to lose weight. But like, if you're tired and you go work out, you'll have more energy. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) It's like, 
wait, well, how does that, how does that make sense? But I'm tired. Isn't, and isn't working out exerting energy? Yes, but it's also moving things in your body to where you, that you will have more energy to do the other things. You know, I, yes. I always found that to be so funny because when I was in the beginning of my journey and I was making all of the excuses and I had all of the excuses, everyone in the book of why I wasn't doing this or why I wasn't doing that. And then I started to actually get consistent with working out my energy levels like with working out and eating a, a nice balanced diet, like my energy levels just skyrocketed. And it wasn't because of coffee or Celsius or pre-workout. Yep. It was really because of just having that balance of getting, making myself go to bed at a certain time so that I could get a good night's sleep. And then, you know, st- going to the workout sometimes in the morning, sometimes in the afternoon, whichever way works for my schedule. I work out at different times every single day because that's what works for me. But, you know, like being consistent with that overall, like I have more energy now because I've been doing that and making it a priority. And I just think that's so funny how that's, how that works out. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not a quick fix, like at all. If it was, Mm -hmm. everybody would do it. And like, like you said, it's not like some Celsius or some like fancy new energy drink that's going to like get you to where you want to go. It's that hard work and that like boring work too, that nobody wants to hear, like actually going to bed and getting some sleep. Like we've all heard that before. We've all done it. And then just been like, oh, I'm not tired. I'm not going to go to bed. These are the things that are going to make the difference, honestly. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to be like some energy drink that you drink at six in the morning. It's going to give you that energy to like crush your day. It's that sleep. Like it's the basics that we just lose touch of because there's so many fun things out there now to trying to like ploy you and say, okay, this is going to be the thing. No, this is going to be the thing. Greens powders, like all of these things are kind of pulling you in different directions. But if you can get proper rest, regulate your stress, eat enough food and work out, like that's the basics of human happiness, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Before you start adding on all of this, the fun supplements and everything like that, like you have to find that foundation because there's not one single thing. I am a supplement girl. I have a bunch of them. But I don't sit there and get on here and say like, this is what helped me lose weight. Like yeah. it is a part of my routine. And I do think that it's been there. It has its benefits for different things. I do have some deficiencies. I do have some gut health issues. I have some joint issues, but those things are not the foundation. Like if I didn't have them for a couple of weeks, like I would probably notice a little bit of, of a difference, but it, it wouldn't derail me. Like it, it's not, that's not the reason why I go to the gym. That's not the reason why I'm eating chicken and broccoli or, you know, a nice balanced salad or sandwich at lunch in a nice balanced breakfast. Like that's my food. That's my nutrition. The supplements are just stuff like on top of it that can supplemental. add to it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Supplemental. They're exactly. supplemental. That's what yeah. they are. Like I'm not eating, I'm not drinking greens for breakfast and that's it. You know, yeah. like that's, that's not the the thing that's just on top of what I do. That's those foundational things. And I, and I love that. Cause like it is, it does society makes it seem like if you buy this one thing that that's going to fix all of your problems and it's going to be the reason why you get to your goal weight and it might help you, but it's not going to be the actual fuel. It, it might be the, you know, the the transmission, but it's not going to yeah. be the gas that gets you going without no, the gas, exactly. you're not going anywhere. <laughs> if you don't have that foundation, like there's nothing to build upon If that foundation right. crumbles, then you're kind of just, if you don't have your supplements for a day, or if it comes late in the mail, like, what are you going to do? What's going right. to happen? Is that going to be the thing that like crumbles you? Or can you rely on nutrition, sleep, and just getting enough food in you 
that's going to be your foundation. That's going to sustain you forever. And I know all these new supplements and things are coming out and research is being done and supplements aren't even regulated by the FDA, which is another conversation. But like, there's so many things that are just not being utilized to their fullest degree. And that's basics of like sleep, hydration, nutrition, and movement. Yep. hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I really appreciate you coming on here and, and chatting with me um, and these topics and just really sending this really powerful message. Um, before we kind of let people know how they can find you, is there anything that you would like to add to this conversation that you would like anybody that is listening to, to hear, to think about, to know? Wow. I think for me, it's honestly surreal being on podcasts and like having a platform on social media, because again, I was a girl who hid behind every single camera and I never was somebody to put myself out there. So it's so cliche, but if I can do it, you can too. And we all have our own hardships, but if you can like actually muster it up and get through it yourself, like you're your biggest cheerleader and do it for you because no one else is going to be there every single day you get up and every single night you go to bed, like you're the only one there for you. And so just like encouragement, I guess. And if you need anybody to talk to, I'm here because I, I've been through a lot and I'm sure people have been through more than I have and we can share experiences, but community is the biggest thing. So you can do it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, McKenna, thank you so much. Where can people find you and potentially apply to work with you if they were interested? Yeah, of course. So I am on Instagram and TikTok at balanced McKenna, B-A-L-A-N-C-E-D, M-A-K-E-N-A. I know it's spell it weird. It's not my fault. Um, and then I also have a Facebook group as well. It's linked in my bio on both accounts. But yeah, that's pretty much it for me. All right, cool. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you sitting down with me and taking time out of your day um, to chat and talk about all of this. Thank you so much. This was honestly so much fun. I really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Beyond Broken Hungry. If you aren't already, be sure to subscribe to Beyond Broken Hungry wherever you get your podcast so you can get notified every time a new episode drops. It would also mean the world to me if you rate, review, and share the podcast too so more people can join the BBH tribe. Follow this podcast on social media at Beyond Broken Hungry to interact and see how I'm stumbling toward wellness one day at a time. And most importantly, tune back in next week for another episode. See you then.